Good morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, name in town on your emails, and I do appreciate that. And good morning again here, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. I, um, I realize that our battle is a spiritual battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. And so for the last 20 years or so, 24 years now, I, I can clearly see that that is happening and the more, as I mature, I see it even more so. As I mature spiritually, I can see it even more so. I want to get your feedback, and I'm glad my good friend Ozzy is here today. I was thinking of her this morning uh, because I know that... Uh, I'm a Democrat. You're what? Democrat. You're a Democrat. <laughs> yes. But um, um, I want to talk to you about this... Uh, George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin situation down in uh, Sanford, Florida. Um, just for those that may not know about it, anybody don't know about the story? Um, uh, George Zimmerman <coughs> shot and killed Trayvon Martin, and they thought that he George was white, but they found out that he's Mexican. But before they found out that he really wasn't white, they were already out there rallying around the country, right? And then they found out that George was a Mexican. Now they're saying that he's a white Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally saying that. On TV. You did what? I knew, I knew he was Mexican when I saw his speech on TV. He wasn't white. I know, but before the rally started, everybody thought he was a white man. But now they found out he's Mexican, but he's a white Mexican, so the whiteness is still there. <laughs> he's Peruvian? Peruvian. So he's not a Mexican? No. Hispanic. A Peruvian is not a Mexican? It's South America. It's a different country. <laughs> you say he's Hispanic? Yes. Yeah, Hispanic. What's the difference between a Mexican and a Hispanic? Mexicans are from Mexico, and Hispanics come from a whole bunch of different Spanish-speaking. Spanish. But they all look alike. Yes, yeah, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. So you all, all you guys look alike. All you guys. All you black people look alike. Look at Francisco. Look at Francisco is a, a Hispanic. Black Hispanic. How many times do you call me Mexican? <laughs> And the only time I know that he's a Mexican is when I, get to, I go over to his mother's house and they're all there and they're all just talking. And they never shut up and they're all loud and that's how I know that they're Mexican. But they're not. he still looked like a black person. So don't blame me if I'm confused. But whatever he is, he's not a white man. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, but before I get into this whole thing, I would like some honest feedback about how you, the men and women here, see this situation. And I want your honest feedback about it, not what you say I want to hear or what I'm going to say about it and all that kind of stuff. Even if you heard me talk about it on the radio show, I still want to know your honest feedback about this George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin situation. Is that fair? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Ozzy, what do you think about it? Totally ugly. Totally ugly. Uh, and speak up for to me. To uh, me, if he had to shoot, and I said for a lot of people, these people carrying guns, they have to shoot. They don't have to shoot to kill. Would they shoot but, to play? Well, to me, they can cripple him. That boy was 17 years old cut his life down at 17 years old. The reason why, I don't know. The child only had a soda and a candy bar in his pocket. You know, this is, I don't care what color you are. I'm not prejudiced, I love everybody. You like but when you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. He was ugly and it's ugly and it should be, and he's not locked up, he's not totally 
unfair. Total unfair, Jesse. And I heard you say a few things I didn't like, but you're, that's your opinion. I haven't said anything yet. Yes, you have. Oh, you heard my radio show? Yes, you have. Oh, no, you, you ain't got, you don't have a gun in that purse, right? <laughs> okay, I, I, I would well, shoot nobody. I would shoot nobody. You're going to shoot me to wound me and not kill me. I, maybe I'll wound you, but I won't kill you. I can't people take life. And you know something? The union pay. Did you hear that? What? The union, they have a union, the police, they have a union. They pay $500 to shoot someone. It was on the news last night. I said, this is totally The ugly. union paid? Who? Policemen. $500 to shoot somebody? So if I, if I lived in Florida yeah. and I shot someone, I get paid $500? Are they accepting applications now? Hey, I don't know. I'll call and see. I'm going to give me a job. I'll call and see. <laughs> it's not a funny thing. It's, it's a, a human got killed. Suppose, Do you think it was racism? Suppose that had been my, 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 my son. Suppose that had been your son. Would you like that? No, I wouldn't like Thank that. Thank you. Was it racist? I don't know what's racist or not. But that's what they're calling it, racist. Well, I don't know. Oh, okay. So you don't necessarily agree with that? No, I, you know, I could say a little more, you know, uh, we shoot one another down, and the police shoot us down, and... Shoot us who? Our people of color. The police are still shooting your folks? Yeah. The black people? Yeah. So, You uh, know that. And I believe, and I'm saying my opinion. Yeah, and I'm not honest opinion. if that child was a white boy, a young man, they would not and you know it goes around. It's it's all over. It's not in Florida. It's all over. And to me, if he was white, I believe he would have been considerate. He wouldn't be dead. I can tell you that. If he were white, no, he wouldn't be dead. But anyway, God, that's so a, you do think it's a race that's issue. That's a God. That's a God. So he had to. Yeah. Do you think they should be having the rallies that they are having right now? I would. I wouldn't go out there. I did click in and, and register on the uh, voting. That was unfair. That this guy should be arrested and put to justice, you know. Right. But he should be walking around, you know, free. He don't kill somebody's son. Uh-huh. And he didn't. I'm looking at this child, 17 years old. Good looking young man. Obama said that could be his son. Yeah, and he could have been his son. Because they look alike. <laughs> they do. I wonder why that boy was light skinned, because his dad is black and his mama black. Both are black and the Asian. Well, that has nothing to do with that. How he came out light skinned? See why you just so nosy. <laughs> you know something? So How did he come out light skinned? It's so huh? funny. Oh, I've seen that too in my family. Yeah, I've seen that in my family. Yeah, that's weird how they, you can have two dark parents and then. Somebody another half of the kids are light skinned and half are dark. Oh, I think that's come from the blood that's been passed down from the white folks a long time ago. Yeah, the white baby folks. Baby guys, man. Yeah, maybe. Christine, what do you think about this? Well, from what I know, just from reading or listening to the radio, is that it seems like this young man was only walking in a neighborhood, talking on a cell phone, was not hurting anybody, was not threatening anybody, and this guy just the guy that shot him and killed him had an idea in his head that just kept growing and growing. And um, from maybe one of the comments, you know, they're, they're always getting away, this type of a thing. This guy just took, I don't think it's even the law, into his own hands to stop this guy, even after the 911 people were saying, stop, you know, just leave alone. You, you know, we're going to join you, meet us at the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And then this guy just, well, you know, I think if that was one of my kids, how do you ever recover from that as, as a parent? I mean, that just, you know, your kid is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Just he happens to be in a neighborhood where he is recognized as not maybe living there. And he might have, you know, it's not like they, he, he couldn't be living there. This guy was just um, a bad guy. You think we're racist? Uh, I, think, I think that's probably... A lot of it, yes. Just maybe this guy's a real um, 
uh, I want to say, you know, vigilante type of a person. So he was like, you know. You think George Zimmerman may have been a vigilante well, type of a person? Well, he's a vigilante. He's signed up as a neighborhood watch type of a person. And, and uh, so he, he, I think, wanted to be like in, in control and command or whatever. And I mean, he was looking for, for some trouble here. And he, he found it, and, uh, and the, the, uh, from what I can tell, the people on, on the, the 911 call handled it very well. They listened to him very respectfully, told him what to do, what not to do, and this guy just, just overstepped it, and, and uh, you know, in his head he's thinking, oh, now I'm being threatened, and all of a sudden this, this poor kid and poor family, they, they've lost a, a son. Okay. Um, Yes, ma'am. I saw you agree with Christine. How do you feel about it? Well, I think that uh, I agree completely with him. You agree completely I think with him. There was a motive there because he, they told him not to follow the young man, right. and he took it upon himself to follow him. I only, I only want to say that I think it's still a double standard because when it happened that these two black kids put gasoline on the little white kids, there wasn't a big uproar about it. So what do you think about the rallies? You think they should be having these rallies that no, they're having? No, I don't. I think they should let it, uh, the, the law handle that. Yeah. But you do think it has something to do with racism? Well, I, I, I'm sort of weary about that man, George. Zimmerman? Yeah. You're weary he, about him? Yeah, because he didn't have to do what he did, follow the, the, the kid and then shoot him. He could have shot him in the leg, like Ozzy said or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. But uh, he's not completely innocent. There's something going on there. Who's not completely George is not completely innocent? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And do you think the boy, Trayvon, was completely innocent? I don't know. I, I don't know what happened mm -hmm. there. Okay. I just know what I hear. But right. I don't really know what happened. Yeah. Yes. Personally, I felt uh, felt uh, greatly disappointed at how people react reacted in this situation. Uh, the fact <clears throat> this man this this man was on in the neighborhood watch wasn't a cop, so he was had no authority, no experience experience to trace this uh, trace this young man, and probably and probably the. The big problem is, as Geraldo Rivera may have mentioned, that the boy, uh, boy was killed, uh, killed with worry, uh, worry of hoodie, and him, and ain't by, and it seems like ain't black, more often than not a black black kid worry of him is is more is uh, viewed with a bit of is, is a bit of suspicion. But, um, but the, do you wear hoodies? Only uh, uh only when it rains. Oh. <laughs> And besides, the biggest reaction, also, I'm concerned about, as I said, they was not, uh, not trained to, uh, that, uh, not tra and trained in the proper use of arms. Arm. So he, uh, so, as the other, um, Do you think he's racist? Huh? You think he's racist? Uh, I don't, I'm not going, uh, I don't believe so, but I don't think it can be avoided. As, uh, like I said, You don't uh, think what can be avoided? The uh, the tinge of ra uh, of this whole incident being racist because the uh, Zimmerman was uh, uh, Zimmerman was uh, was of Latino descent. The boy who was killed was of black descent, and I don't have to tell how tell you the friction between uh, Latinos and blacks in many in many of the uh, many countries, many places in this country. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um. Oh. I think the rallies and stuff have, have a real political undertone to them. I think that, that anything that um, they, they want to stir the pot up and make things more racially uh, charged and, um, and to be able to use it in an in, in election situation that we've got going. So I mean, I don't think that this would, would have as much of a force, especially now that you know it's come to light that the guy was actually not a, a, a white person. Yeah, they're, they're real disappointed that he wasn't a white man. Right, I, I think it's That's all, why they say know, he was pretty, a white Mexican. Pretty, you know, <laughs> more, uh, charged to, to um, do some political um, yeah. damage to, um, you know. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, first of all, 
I haven't really heard uh, enough evidence. I mean, from his side, nobody's heard of him. George Zimmerman's side. Yeah, Zimmerman. He hasn't really had time to. Nobody's really questioned him. He did, he can't be in a place where position where he could even talk because it's like the He's media shuts now. him down. Yeah. So you know he hasn't really had his say. Nobody's heard his say, and they're all judging. But on the other hand, as I I mean I do know some security guards and I've talked to even policemen, and you know they're all on the defensive because people are so mean and angry today that. Any little word can trigger them, and you never know, because I'll tell you, I've seen these young kids out there, whether they're black, Mexican, or even white, they carry their guns, and they carry their little weapons or whatever, even if it's a rock to throw at your car while you're driving, you know, they will, they will do something. And, um, and, you know, these young kids think that, that life is just, um, you know, you could get away with whatever and say it today and you're going to get through clear. And you never know when something's going to fire back because of what you've done. Mm -hmm. And it could be over just a little tiny thing. Do you think this incident was racist? Do I think what? I don't, I don't think, um, I think the guy might have had maybe something going on in the past, but I'm not quite sure because I haven't heard him his side. But if you listen to the other guy who just got cleared of the charges for beating up that guy at the Dodgers Stadium, did you hear, did you see his story? Where, I heard someone, but not, I don't know. Yeah, he was in jail for like 10 months for the, for the beating of that, uh, that, that guy who was in the Dodger Stadium, and he came out and he's saying, "Wow!" He says they painted me to be the, you know, the murderer, the killer, the angry person. He said, "I've never even been to the Dodger Stadium," and you know, it, you know, nobody really knows. Yeah. Okay. How about you, uh, Mary? Yeah. Oh me. Um, well, I don't know enough about it at all. Oh okay. I just know I, I, I saw it, but I didn't. You didn't pay it a lot of attention. Right. I mean, I, I, so the Zimmerman guy, they just released him from jail as though, but nobody really told his story. Well, I saw one brief uh, report of a friend of his who said that he is, that George is not a racist. He said he's been painted wrong. Right. But I mean, did, I, I never see. really saw them sit right down. Right. You know, this happened, that happened, the other happened, so there's no... Mm. No. Are you working on your computer right now? What are you doing? No, I was just looking at George Zimmerman now. Oh, you're looking at him now? Yeah. So. We found George. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When you say, when you ask, is this incident racist, what, what are you, I'm not clear as to what you're, you're asking. They're are saying, you saying were, his, were Zimmerman's motive racist? racist. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have the audio of him calling this guy a coon, saying, you know, these oh. coons always get away. Did he say that? Yeah, he said that on CBS. They couldn't really understand for sure no, if he, he said, said coon. coon. Oh, man. Oh, you no, heard Hannity, coon. No, Sean Hannity, uh, I think it was Sean's show, got one of their best audio engineers actually replayed it, cleaned it up, and replayed it. It's clear he says coon. So he says... What does coon mean? Raccoon. You're from the South. Come on, you should know what that means. <laughs> but we don't look like a raccoon. Right. <laughs> no, I thought we looked more like monkeys. It's a slur. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't we look like monkeys and raccoons? I wonder how he knew so whether the guy was black if he had a hoodie on. How could he tell? He was light-skinned back. How could he tell what color he was if he had a hoodie? Yeah. Did he? It was close enough. <coughs> So, Irving, you think this is? I'm not that, saying, uh, I just wanted you to clarify. You, you think George Zimmerman's uh, George Zimmerman shot this boy because he was black? No, I didn't say that. Do you think he had anything to do with race? Um, I don't know. As far as I don't think that's why he pursued him. I think this guy was a, a neighborhood watch volunteer. It's his job. I saw some reports of uh, it's his job to kind of keep an eye on the neighborhood. So, as far as him pursuing this guy and keeping an eye on him, I don't think that was racially motivated. Now, when he starts using the word coon, that kind of gives you an idea of his mindset and what he thinks about, not necessarily all black people, but maybe this kind of, you know, kid walking around in the hood. So it sounds like you do, since he meant, if he did call him a coon, it meant because he's racist. I think he, he meant, yeah, it sounds like he has some kind of bias or a negative, you know, image of, of blacks. Have you called black people nigger before? 
Have I? No, have you. Have I? No, have you called back? <laughs> Can I take the, uh, what is it, the fifth on that? <laughs> I'll take the fifth. So you do know what it meant. That's a good one, Ken, you're right. What do you say? So have you ever called black people niggers? Or yeah, any black person kind of, a nigger? In, yeah, and kind of joking. Oh, you were joking. Of blacks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, but you're a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> so you have called, look at Ernest Strain. You, you head understand head. that. I don't know why you, but it, it's not so, like. But you have called a black, at least one black person a nigger. To a friend, you know, a friend or whatever, yeah. So. Have you ever been angry and said that darn nigger? Not like that, no. You ain't said it quite like that, but you have said it. He didn't say darn. I, I've said it. I had to clean it I've up. I've said it in conversations. <laughs> Not an exact I've said it in conversations with friends where I would call somebody, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but have you ever been mad at the blacks, and, uh, a black or any black has said, and call him a nigger in anger? <laughs> yeah, I have. You have. And so does that make you racist? Can you be a racist towards your own race? Oh, Lord. Here we go with the definition. This is, is. All depend on what is means. Can you be a racist towards your own race? I don't know. George, I mean, George is a Hispanic. He's a person of color. He's part white. Half white, half uh, Hispanic. But anyway, it doesn't oh. matter. He's still Hispanic. He probably, probably want to be white. <laughs> like Jesse. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. And I have an uncle named I have an uncle named Anka Ruckus. And so, Ernest, when you said that you weren't racist at all, no, no, even though you said it in anger and you said it in fun and just, yeah, 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 right. But you still were not a racist because you're black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, and. What do you think about the situation? I don't. I honestly, I don't know enough. I, I was. I look at it from. A, I was looking at it from a different standpoint. I did not hear the transcript, right, the, the recording. Um, I do know that if I was in a in a gated community, I would not. I would make sure the guards did not have guns. Uh, and if somebody chased somebody and called him whatever he did, just chased him out of the place, would we even have this discussion? Probably not, right? And so. But I don't. I don't believe that you know, carrying a weapon is something that you should. You should be trained properly. That's so. amazing. So that's what I look at. That's amazing that you're saying that. It's Harvard, they do. Can I do something about this? I no, I mean, I, I don't know what's amazing but about it. Let me tell you why that's amazing. But yeah, if I was a homeowners association, I had something like that. I'd say, no, nobody can carry a gun. Let me tell you, you why you that want to is. Shoot somebody call the cops. May I tell you why that's amazing? <laughs> I can't imagine you won't. <laughs> I just told you guys that I spoke at this U.S. Constitution of Freedom rally just before we started the meeting with Navy SEALs and Air Force and Army men and a woman for sure. And their bravery. Uh, they fought so we can have the right to bear arms and protect ourselves here. But, but in, within the country, we're so softened down that even you would say, well, I don't want, if I lived in a gated community, I would not want the security guard to have weapons. Right. I would want the security guard to have weapons, and I would want to have one, too. Now, I want every household to have one. There's a big difference Every between. security guard to have one. I want the gatekeeper the, looking at the cameras to have one. Well, we have, we have that right that? to do that. Mm, training comes with that. Yeah, he was trained. But was he trained? Right. Yeah. See, I don't know. But I, he had a legal weapon. If he knew what he was doing and he was trained, a permit. But, but even I, if I think, he wasn't trained, there's a difference trained. between asking somebody to defend you that isn't. But even if he wasn't trained, trained, when I was growing up, it was like the Jews when they turned 15. When you were growing they, up, you didn't live in a gated community. You they might become, have had your own gun for your own house. No, I had a gun because of the fun of it and for the house. You could go hunting with them. Okay. It was known that you're going to have a weapon. Yeah, but you didn't go hunting as a security guard. <laughs> no, but you had it in case you ran up against Yeah, if I ran right. up for against someone. house. That's very different. If I ran up against someone with a hooded thing on, they're looking crazy. I don't know. wearing hooded You know, you, I would defend your ability to run somebody off your property with a gun. But not to kill them. 
not of your security? No, I would not do that. I don't, I, because I don't believe that you would train a person properly to do the job. I'm so sorry to hear this. I understand. Because the security guards that I meet uh -huh. are not exactly people that you would imagine, A, have been trained at all. <laughs> B can even express what the heck happened during the any kind of a discussion. Let me say this because don't even of... stay awake between midnight and eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so these are not the kind of people I'm going to give a gun and mess up my whole. I mean that gated community. Let me just say this because of time. If you had your own, if everybody in the gated community had their own weapons, you don't need the security guard. That's well, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. If we were armed, we don't need a guard. That's a different. To me, that's a different Believe situation. Me. That's all we would need but a security guard. I'm not going to appoint somebody as a private person to go guard me with a gun. No. All right. Um, they have a. What do you say about it? Yes, sir. They have a law there they passed in Florida. It's called Stand Your Ground. Stand yes, speak your up ground. a little bit for me. They have a law. It's called the Stand Your Ground law, and that right. uh, you come up on an incident, um, you know, you don't have to run. And you know you could defend yourself, and you could right. shoot. It's one yeah. of the reasons why he's not arrested. They had that law in several states. Yeah. 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 That's a good law to have. That's not a good law to have. Let me do this. Uh, what do you think about the situation? Um, I think he was racist. You do? Yeah. And why do you think so? Well, I met a lot of Hispanic people who are racist. They, mm -hmm. a lot of Hispanic people don't like black people, but um. I was listening to the radio a lot, and I heard that he's been calling over like seven months or something, like it was break-ins, and, and I heard him say, oh, they're African-American, they're African-American, they're African, and I think it's like a lot of uh, black people that live around there or something like that, and I think he just got tired, and he tried to take the law into his own hands, but personally, I think he went after the wrong person, and and to me, stand your ground is if somebody trying to hurt you. He went after him. He ch it's like, to me, he chased him down, and you can hear him screaming help in the back. I mean, to me, he not in fear of his life. No. So. Do you, uh, do you support the rallies that are happening to you? Yes, I do. You, okay. And uh, usually, I'm not even for, like, I know always black. Yeah. I'm not really, but. When I listened to the whole thing, it seemed like he was uh, he was racist. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to come in on this? <laughs> no. What do you think about it? Well, there's only one witness to the altercation. The other witness is dead. Mm -hmm. So, what could have happened? What you're supposed to you're never supposed to get in a fist fight when you are armed. You're supposed to when you approach someone, let them know, especially private security, that you're armed. Did they have a fist fight? No, yeah, it turns out... No, they had an altercation, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so you're not supposed to actually get into a fist fight at all. You're supposed to let the, the person know that you... And I don't know if this happened, see, because nobody was there except right. these two. There's a witness. No, it was a witness that There's said witness they were fighting on behind him. They saw after the fact that they were fighting after the commotion, but they didn't see the beforehand <laughs> where he may have warned him, don't approach. The kid may still have approached. Right. Who knows? And so when you're armed and somebody approaches you, they can take that gun and shoot you. So you are in danger for your life, even though you're he the only one armed. I did. I did. He turned around and said, why are you following me? I did. Right. Read he, could have said, he could have turned around and said, why are you following me? There could have been heated words. He uh, may not have told him that he's armed. He may have told him he's armed, and the kid still came forward. I did hear a report where, I think two or three reports where this boy... Trayvon attacked Zimmerman and beat him up because Zimmerman had blood all over his face and stuff in his hair. Yeah. So I didn't hear that before. Yeah. He may have been um, offended that he was, you know, called out a criminal or, or, you know, even questioned that he may be, even though he's wearing, you know, hoodies, which a lot of gangsters love to wear. Yeah. So, you know, he may be offend, uh, offended by it. Do you and then support the rallies? No. Do you think it's a race issue? Uh, Between no. Zimmerman, I mean, from Zimmerman toward Trayvon. No. You don't think it was racist? No. Even if you call him a coon? <laughs> you call people who are upsetting you all kind of names. Yeah. So he was upset that there's so much crime going on, and he's security. They kind of take that personally. Anytime you're security and there's still stuff going on, even though you're security and they're getting away with it, yeah. it, it, it wears on you. So even if you call him a coon, it doesn't mean he's racist? No. Yeah. Uh -oh. You say no? Who said no? 
Uh, you, you agree to that? Yes, yes Irby, you jump in that a bit. No, I was going to say, there is a witness that said that uh, the two had a fight. Somebody, I guess Zimmerman confronted him, and then they, there was a struggle. And there's audio of the shooting and somebody screaming help. It's not clear as to whether it was the kid screaming help or Zimmerman screaming for help. But there was some kind of uh, a fight, and there's a witness that didn't want to be identified, but he's saying that the guy on the bottom was Zimmerman, and the person on top was the kid, and you know, that's when the shooting happened. So, But we don't know. It may have been beyond getting offended. The kid might have been scared. If somebody's confronting you, you know, at night, you know, it may go beyond just being offended that he was being accused of something, so okay. we don't really know. We don't know. Um, anybody else want to comment on this before I wait, wait, put my little two cents in it? Yes, sir. Um, we do know that from reports that there was a certain number of break-ins or, or robberies in the area, or at the complex itself, right? Right, a number of robberies. And this guy was upset. He said something like, these coons always get away, something like that. So he's, he was upset whether that was a racial thing or more of a frustration that whoever was there, and maybe mostly black folks, were the ones who were involved in the robberies, he was frustrated. Now, should he have gone after him? No, but you could see a little bit of his frustration of people coming to rob you and then getting away all the time. Uh, it's kind of a natural human reaction to want to grab him at a certain point, grab somebody who keeps robbing you. Yeah. Um, so I, do, I place a lot of blame place most of the blame on these ridiculous black leaders that are out there that uh, are so, you know, there's so many young black boys out there committing crimes and they are okay with that. I think that those leaders don't say anything about it. They never rebuke these guys. I don't think they don't care about it. Oh, they don't care. Don't they don't care. If they did care, they would be marching in every city in America. How you know they're not caring? How you know they're not happy? Because they don't take any action against it. They don't say you anything don't about it. it. You don't see them taking any action. Well, let me ask you a question. If, if Al Sharpton, who's got a mouth as big as the world, you don't hear him open his mouth to say anything about the young black boys that are out there committing crimes, then something's, I mean, then something's wrong. And, and yet, I think this guy was killed in a way because he was a young black guy, it was a racial element. Because a lot of these black guys are committing crimes, he, in a way, he kind of, he kind of um, died for the sins of other young black boys who have been doing this, and the young and the older black people who have done nothing to to say anything about this. That's a very interesting point. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I say he fit that profile, you know, with a hoodie and all that, so it makes him a suspect. Very good point. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you know, I... Let me, I, hold on a minute. So you think Zimmerman was racist toward Trayvon? He might have been... I don't know if it was pure racist. There's a certain racial element of when you see... Just like Jesse Jackson would be racist because at some point in his career, he said, when I'm walking down a street... I hate to say this. He said, I hate, I hate to say this, but when I'm walking down a street at, late at night and I'm scared, I look behind me and I see it's a, a white person, I feel relieved. Because there's, it, 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 you're more likely, just numbers game, that it's going to be a young black person who's, who's doing violence against you versus another race. That's just a fact. That's just a numbers. All right. And you are an Italian. It's the white part that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I, I got, yeah, and Irish. Let's throw the white Irish in there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, I had a, a Muslim friend of mine that um, I would Hold communicate on. with, and this is when I was learning you have about what? Muslim. I'm sorry. Repeat what you said. Okay. I had a Muslim friend who uh, I met, and uh, I considered her a friend because, you know, we were got to talking, and I was finding out what she's all about and everything, but then she, she told me one day, she says, be thankful that a lot of these black boys 
are selling bean pies out in the street under Farrakhan and doing and and praying to God and and going to Allah three times a day or whatever. She said because if they weren't, they'd be in your house robbing you and in your cars and wherever else because <laughs> he took off all these people off the street. But you know. Uh, it didn't make any sense because you know they they were full of hate you know towards amazing. other people, uh, Christians and whoever. Yeah, amazing, yeah, all, amazing stuff. Can we all just get along? Can we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I met a blind man too. This blind man told me he didn't understand. This blind man. A blind man Physi- told me physically blind. Physically blind, been blind from from birth. He says, I don't understand what everybody's fighting about. He says, I thank God every day I can't see. He oh, said, he because I don't, I don't care about black, I don't care about white, I can't see it. I don't care, he says. People are people. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. he said all he saw was mean people or good people. Okay. You know. I'm looking at the clock here. Uh, first, uh, you are both Mexican and black. What do you think about the situation? I'm a racist. Are you familiar with the situation? Yes, I am. Uh, do you think Zimmerman was racist towards Trayvon? I don't know. I don't know his motives. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what he was feeling. How do you feel about the rallies that are happening? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. a bunch of rabble rousers. Any anytime you got, uh, <laughs> you know, the the big mouths in, in there, you know, it's wrong. It's wrong. Absolutely wrong when you got uh, those guys in there. Uh, what is it, uh, Jesse Jackson and uh, Sharpton? It's wrong. Yeah. And it's sad. It's a sad situation that the kid's dead. It's, you know, I, I feel sorry for the family, and it's very sad. But this, the, he's he's already gone. It's, you can't bring him back. And this whole thing that's come up from it is just a political ploy that they can use to, yeah. you know, get more power. Uh, yes, ma'am. Do you feel? Oh, this guy been, this young man been dead a month. They didn't get justice in Florida. They had to take it somewhere else. They had to take it because as a dead black young man, for his Florida concern. So they had to take it around the world. It's it's probably gonna be in Germany and France. It's ugly. It's an ugly thing. And Jason, we need to look at it. It's ugly. What 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 kind of motive this man had? What I don't know what kind of motive he had to kill that young man. They said. But you do believe it's racist. I want to say that, but I, I just I don't know. It's ugly. Let me I get feel it. like the people and uh, Frisco is saying. A lot of live miles demonstrating, demonstrating. They had to take it out of Florida because they not, they wasn't doing anything about it in Florida. How do you know they're not doing anything? They're not doing. The man's not locked up, is he? It have not been questioned. Well, maybe he's not locked up because he's not guilty. Guilty? I can't think. How do you know? You, you're, you, Praise you God. Let's go. No, no, jury, you convicted hey, him. Hey, you to me, he's not been charged yet. He right. needs to be charged, and yes. to me, and then the court, whoever. But find him guilty or not guilty. He hasn't, he, he's sitting right here. But our political <laughs> system is working right now to determine that. If you if you put him in jail before before he's uh, charged, charged mm-hmm. then you got to let him go for free. You got to let him free. Yeah. And then he can sue. Let me ask you, uh, if it was your boy, he'll look like you anyhow. Uh, what do you think about this situation? Racist or non racist? Have you been paying attention to it? To some degree, yeah. Okay. It's hard, it is hard to say, mm-hmm. but you know, as Martin said, when you're angry, you say whatever comes to mind. Yeah. And have you ever used the word nigger? My white half called my black half nigger this morning. Oh, see that? His ex-wife. God. Oh my God. They're all the same. They're all the same. Oh. The other side called cracker. <laughs> okay, white cracker and all that stuff. Just about white cracker. <laughs> about white cracker. That's, That's right. Simply. How about you, Kelly? Oh my God, it's it's just 
just like so insane. Is he white? Is he Hispanic? It just shows you the insanity of identifying with race in the first place. There may the thing that really kind of um, I thought was telling. I saw a news report where they said um, they were talking to a fellow Neighborhood Watch patrolman who worked with George. He knew George. He was friends with him. He I said there have been eight robberies in the past 15 months. Most of them have been committed by young black men. Um, so. I have no doubts listening to George's audio that that was playing into his mind. You know, this is the typical profile, and I think whoever said, you know, he was taking it personally that these people kept getting away, I think that played into it, and it could have led to him overreacting. So, you know, there was probably some sort of racial element. I don't know what kind of thing was in his heart, but it is really tragic that people are, you know, judge, jury, executioner, and the actual process hasn't started yet. Absolutely. I um so I give everybody a chance to you talk about, about it. Now I'm gonna put my little two cent in it. When I first heard about this story, you know how your mind work on you right away? Right away my thoughts got busy, as though I was there. I was not there, I don't know what went down between the two. Alright? So because I know how the thoughts operate, I know to let them police officer and investigators do their job and see what just come up, what comes out of it. I trust that. And not prejudge the situation. That's the first thing I realized not to do. Because I'm, 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 uh, I am consciously being conscious of what I think, what my mind, because it's amazing what the mind gives you to believe. And then the mind will put you in a dialogue about something that you know nothing about. <laughs> It really will put you in a dialogue about a situation. And, we, and, and if you follow the mind, you'll be dialoguing about it like as though you were there looking at them. Because it doesn't want you to admit you don't know. This is a, for, those, for all of us who were not there, there were only two people there apparently, now maybe another one. You would think the first thing we all would say is that we don't know. We were not there. It's like, it's like the mind won't let you admit that you are wrong. You know how sometimes people can take advantage of you? And you'll get mad at the people for taking advantage of you? And so the mind will get busy, and it'll make you want to be mad at the people for taking advantage of you, right? It won't let you say, you know what, I'm getting what I deserve. Had I been conscious or if I not had a hidden motive, this would not have happened to me. It'll constantly give you thoughts to make you mad so that you could constantly blame somebody else rather than admitting you were wrong or you don't know. Have you noticed that? Yes. If you haven't noticed that, please notice that. We just had a dialogue in this room and we don't know what happened. Really don't know what happened. And neither do those people who are rallying. They don't know what happened either. I've been saying for the last 20, 22 years now that not all, not all, not all, not all, but most black people are brainwashed and they're brainwashed with that one word, and that word is racist. That's why these rallies don't happen when it's black on black or black on white. It only happens when it's white on black because you can't use the word racism if it's black on black. So you're not gonna get anybody to go into a hypnotic trance and come out to rally. You're not gonna get anybody to come out of rally when it's Hispanic on black, because that's not a racist term that they've used to hypnotize black people with. So that's why you don't have rallies, because uh, there's no money in it. When black kill black, you know, ain't no money in that. So Jackson and Sharpton and all those guys are not gonna show up. If a Mexican kill a black person, there's no money in that, so they're not gonna show up for that either. Plus you can't hypnotize the blacks to show up for the rally. You know, because you can't use that word racism. For an example, I have to say that these rallies have nothing to do with George Zimmerman or Trayvon Martin at all. It's just a way of being, these two people are being used for personal and political gain. That's all that about. Absolutely all about. It ain't about racism. It ain't about George or Trayvon. It's about political gain. That's what they're about. Be not deceived, all right? And because if they truly cared about what was happening, in Chicago last weekend, 
in one little neighborhood, 10, was it 10 or 20 people, 10 people murdered, black people, were murdered, including a 60-year-old black girl by other black people, and 39 people wounded in one neighborhood. Good Lord. In one weekend? In one weekend. 39 people wounded. Wounded, black on black crime, just last weekend. Where, where's the outcry for that? What happened? Black on black violence. I didn't see that. You didn't hear about it in the news. Right. I caught it in the news because I pay attention to the news because I do radio shows. But you didn't hear anything about that. Where the mob for that for those folks? In one neighborhood. In one weekend. Any of them look like Obama? Ten people murdered, including one black girl, little six-year-old black girl, and 39 wounded. Last weekend, the same week, this is supposed to be happening in Florida, right? Where are these folks? In New York City, now, the numbers may be higher than what I'm telling you, but because I don't have them in front of me, I'm going with the lower number. 80% of the violent crimes in New York City are, is, uh, is done, uh, are done by black people. 80% in a whole city, in the whole New York City, 80% of the, of the violent crime, I think it may be 90, but I'm giving it the low number. In the whole city? In the whole city are done by black people. Where's the outcry on that? <laughs> and right now they, they are doing a, uh, they're they, they stopping these black guys and stuff in the city now because the crime is so out of proportion in their community. And the blacks are mad that these, black people are being stopped and searched and stuff like that. They're calling it racial profiling. But if you got 80%, and I think the number may be higher, if you got 80% of a culture committing crime, what are you supposed to do? 80%. Where are these people rallying and emailing and texting and bringing people together for those folks? And, and, and why is it that I don't hear people talking about that but when this mob mentality of these so-called protests come along, this one focus is on this case. And I would be asked, where are you people? Why are you not in Chicago with the black on black crime? Or South Central LA? Or Detroit? Detroit is so bad because of the black on black crime. Ain't nobody there no more, except the criminals. <laughs> where the protest, there are whole neighbors who are where one family live on, on the block. Everybody else gone. <laughs> they probably lost the house. They are the where are the mobs? Where's Sharpton and Jackson and and, and all these the T-Bowls people, whatever they be doing, Texan folks. No publicity. That's right. Where are those people for those folks? This is a scam. This is not about race. This is about scamming and using black people. And black people are so dumb <laughs> and brainwashed. They don't think for themselves. They don't see what's going on. They don't see that they are being used. This is evil. It's ridiculous. I was looking at Roland Martin's show this morning because I wanted to see what they had to say about it. Roland Martin, you guys know who he is? No. He's a black, uh, uh, he has a show, a black man with a show on uh, uh, TV One. And he does this talk, political talk show on uh, Sunday mornings. And I knew they were going to be talking about this. And so I watched so I could commentary on it. Uh, Roland Martin had on a black hood. This is a black guy with a black hood on doing his show. And he opened up his show this morning by saying, and I don't have all of his words. I will get them and play them on my show. Uh, we are tired. We have done what they want us to do. I'm not repeating it exactly. But we have gotten an education. We have changed the way we speak. We have acted the way that they wanted us to act, and now we are tired. We are tired. He had a black hood on his, on his head. We are tired. We are so tired, we're tired of being tired. <laughs> and we're not going to take it anymore. We are declaring war. Unbelievable. This is going to be a war. Unbelievable. Kind of we are declaring. It's be a worse war. We are in a war already. We are declaring war against racism. Unbelievable. Something that doesn't even exist. 
racism, for the most part, is an illusion of black Americans' mind. It's not even real. But he said that, that uh, we, they are declaring war. And that's what these rallies are all about. And it's so crazy, as I think Francisco said, these hoodie things, it is known that gang, somebody said, gang members wear those things. And uh, uh, according to the report, this boy Trayvon had on a hood, right? And we all know that there is no way that we will encourage our children to dress like a gang member, knowing the danger of, danger, danger of that. Why, if we know that it's a, uh, uh, for gang member, that gang members dress that way, I would encourage my son or daughter to put on a hoodie because I want them to be safe because my common sense say you're gonna put them in trouble. You're encouraging trouble. What are they doing? They're encouraging all the black kids to wear hoodies now. Instead of saying, you know what? Just for your own safety, don't wear those things. Right. That's common sense. But they want them to wear them so they can declare race war. That's why they wanted to do it. And these black parents and black people are so dumb due to their own anger that they have not overcome, they cannot see how they're being set up. This is, this is, we saw this same thing happen down in Louisiana. Remember that, the Gina 4 or something like that? <coughs> Gina 16. They all rallied then. They, they rallied, they tweeted, they carried on. Everybody from black kids from different colleges showed up. They, and they collected a whole bunch of money from those folks, and then everything went away. And then they found out that those black boys were as guilty as sin. They already knew it anyway, but because it was a white-on-black situation, they showed up, collected truckloads of money, and left town. It's the same thing that's happening now. You gotta wake up and see what's going on. These black folks don't want you to be free. They don't want you to be free thinkers. They want you to hate so they can use you. This is why God said we're not supposed to have leaders. He doesn't want another man to be your leader. He wants Christ to lead you because Christ would never lead you astray. Anytime you put a physical person as your leader, you end up with the black community. There was um, an incident where somebody mentioned earlier that a little seven-year-old white boy had gasoline thrown up on him from two seven-year-old black boys. They went to the same school. 13. 13, 13 years old? The, the black boy from 13? No, the, uh, the, the white kid was 13. I think the kids were, all the kids were all over 17. And they threw the gasoline on the, the little white boy, sat him afire, and said, you deserve it, black boy. White Yeah, you deserve it, white boy. Where are the mob? Where are the protesters? And where are they? Where are they on that? And if they don't love white people, how are they going to love black people? If you don't love white people, you don't love black people either. You're deceiving yourself. If you don't love white people, you don't love your own children. If you don't love white people, you don't even love God. Because how can you say you love God who you never see? And here we are here together on earth, and we're choosing who we're going to love. These Jackson and Sharpton and these folks that put on this hoodie rally, they don't love black people. This is not about love. This is hate. There's nothing good about what these people are doing. You're being used by these so-called black leadership. You need to start being your own person, your own man, your own woman, thinking for yourself. And, and the only reason that they can convince you that this is a race issue without you even knowing anything about it, you have to have that anger too to be convinced. People who are free can't be convinced of that kind of stuff. They need proof. But if you're angry, it's easy. Oh yeah, this is a race, because they call them a coon. When we're running around here calling each other niggas and all kind of words, when we're mad, there's nothing new. That's what anger does. It makes you say things that are crazy. But you gotta wake up. I don't know what I'm gonna do to get you to wake up. Get rid of your anger. Get rid of your anger, darling. Work on your anger. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. Those people don't care about anybody. Leaders don't care about anybody from the government on down. 
and I don't care what the color. The moment they become your leader, this is why in the government, they work for us. They're not our leaders. They're our employees. And we tell them what to do. They don't tell us what to do. That way, they can't control us. But now we reverse that order. They're telling us what to do, and it's a mess. And then in Florida, they're trying to change the uh, Second Amendment law. The, you know, you can carry your weapon. Stay your ground. Stay your ground thing, weapon. I wouldn't want them to do that. Because in every city where your weapons have been taken away from you, hell has broken loose. That's why Detroit is as it is, because those folks don't have the right to bear arms. Go over to South Central. The folks in the home, the decent people don't have weapons, and the gang members and the violent people, the out-of-control children know that. And I know a story where ladies were coming home from work, getting out of their car, and they were being approached by these gangsters and being robbed before they even get into their home. You think those gangsters would approach them if they knew that they were armed? This is crazy. And so now they're saying, oh, we got to change the laws. If they change the laws, then everybody in Florida is going to be robbed, raped, and killed because they're not going to be armed. Florida is one of the safest states to be in right now because people have the right to bear arms. And blacks and whites are being killed by these black thugs. And I don't know what happened with that boy situation. I wasn't there. But we need to wake up and, and not go with what we think. We've got to go with what is right. And what's happening with these, these so-called rallies, only when it's a black on white situation, white on black situation, it's evil. Ain't nothing good about it. And ain't nothing good gonna come out of it. It's just gonna divide the races even more so. That's what it's gonna do. It's gonna divide us, which will give more power to the traitors of good. And then we're all gonna lose our rights. In, in all kinds of ways. Because we're not going to be together as children of God, even black and whites. This is evil, folks. There's nothing good in this, and ain't nothing good going to come out of it. And it's not about racism. I don't care what they say. And it's not about the love for Trayvon, because if they love Trayvon, Trayvon black, they would love those black kids that are being gunned down every day in the inner cities by other black people. Where's the love for those folks? Those parents are suffering. Oh, I feel so suffering. Those parents are suffering too when they're losing their teenage boys and girls. Their six-year-old kids. Why no one care about and have compassion for them? Oh, but you have compassion for Trayvon? Oh, I didn't have so much compassion. You don't even have compassion for those folks' parents, for that boy parents at all. You just say it because it seemed nice to say it. And then I think they made a mistake by joining forces with these traders too and rallying because it did take away the opportunity for this thing to be handled in the proper way and then for us to have compassion for the parents. Now they look like racist parents. They're like they too are using their sons, not realize that they're hypnotized and that Jackson and Sharpton and, and Roland Martin and all these godless black preachers are using them. Because if you love, you're going to march for all races of people, not just when it's one particular situation. And then they won't even admit that the black boys and girls are out of control. They won't even admit that. There's an owner, police, the, the policemen are, oh man, I got to read something. Hey, come and read something for me. They said the policemen are racially profiling. But they won't say, well, they're profiling because we haven't taught our children to have sense. We haven't taught them value, so they're out of control. Come on, uh, yeah. I want you to read. Uh, we're running out of time. I just want you to wake up, folks. We're running out of time. Okay, I want you to read. Um, we went over with the taping today because we started late. Read Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 28 all the way through uh, 39. To here. Start here first. We are well aware that God works with those who love him, those who have been called in accordance with his purpose. Hermes, hold on with you now. I want, I want her to hear this. Everything to their good. He decided beforehand who were the ones destined to be molded to the pattern of his son so that he should be the eldest of many brothers. It was those so destined that he called, those that he called he justified, and those that he has justified he has brought into glory. After saying this, what can we add? If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for the sake of all of us, 
then can we not expect that with him he will freely give us all his gifts? Who can bring any accusation against those that God has chosen? When God grants saving justice, who can condemn? Are we not sure that it is Christ Jesus who died? Yes, and more, who was raised from the dead and is at God's right hand, and who is adding his plea for us? Can anything cut us off from the love of Christ? Can hardships or distress or persecution or lack of food and clothing or threats or violence? As Scripture says, for your sake we are being massacred all day long, treated as sheep to be slaughtered. No, we come through all these things triumphantly victorious by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nothing already in existence, and nothing still to come, nor any power, nor the heights, nor the depths, nor any created thing, whatever, will be able to come between us and the love of God, known to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, man. When you... We're out of time, huh? Oh, I'll pick up on it next week. Thank you. Thank you, guys and ladies. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.